here from Safety Man Consulting, safetyman.co, at safetymanco on all social media. I encourage you to follow my YouTube. You'll see some links to click and subscribe at the end. Some of the things that I want to talk about today in reference to permit to carry handgun, handgun carry permit, CCW, whatever we're calling it. I've been fortunate enough to train about 40 clients. There are, most of them are in the, still in the holding queue. There's been no problems with the paperwork that's been submitted on my behalf. And I've had so far seven clients approved and they're now currently uh, firearm concealed carry holders in the state of New Jersey. And they've had no problems so far. So my process that I teach is a two-pronged process. Process one or part one is the New Jersey Attorney General's use of force policy as of January 2022. It was most recently updated. I'm certified by the state of New Jersey and the Attorney General's office to teach this use of force policy to numerous uh, sectors of the population. For law enforcement officers, for retired law enforcement officers who choose to carry a firearm and for private citizens who want to become armed or unarmed uniformed security officers within the state of New Jersey. They have given me the PowerPoint. I take it directly from their website. I do not alter it or change it. I teach it directly as I was trained to teach it. So not just do I teach my clients how to shoot a weapon accurately, but as importantly is when. When are we justified in brandishing, pulling, pointing, aiming, shooting the weapon? And then what are responsibilities before, during, and after we engage in that forced choice? So that's part one. Part two is the handgun qualification course one. New Jersey has two recognized handgun qualification courses, HQC1 and HQC2. For my entire career, I shot HQC1 four times a year to carry my pistol, twice for my duty gun and twice for my off-duty gun. For the last four years being a retired officer, I have three pistols that I own. I have to shoot all three of those pistols twice a year at that handgun qualification course one in order to maintain my proficiency to carry that weapon concealed as a retired law enforcement officer in the state of New Jersey and under LEOSA, which is the Federal Law Enforcement Officer Safety Act. That is a 60 round course, six zero rounds, 48 rounds or 80% minimum passing score. The rounds have to be accurate from 25, 15, 10, seven, five, and three yards. You will have to shoot with one hand. You will have to shoot with two hands. You may have to shoot from behind or simulated cover. There's no moving, but I do ask you to communicate to your targets because I want to build the muscle memory of what I'm going to get into next is we want to avoid, avoid the use of any force, specifically deadly force at all costs. So we want to be very de-escalatory in our demeanor and our nature and our force choices. If somebody bumps into you, if somebody is, is staring at you, somebody's approaching you, be de-escalatory. Throw your hands up in a non-aggressive way. Say, hey, man, I'm sorry. My bad. Did I do something wrong? I'm so sorry. What can I do to fix this? Did I spill your coffee? Did I step in your shoes? Did I knock your beer over? I'm so sorry if I bumped into your, to your wife or your significant other. My bad. My bad. I'm so wrong. I'm so sorry. We're going to be de-escalatory. There's people who will say to me, so Corey, you just turn yourself into a wuss. 
No, I've been a, a police officer, a SWAT team member for 27 years, mixed martial arts, defensive tactics instructor, teacher of all weapon systems, lethal and non-lethal. I'm pretty much sure I'm not a wuss, but I do know the consequences of being engaged in a use of force situation that could have been avoided with de-escalation or avoidance. So we want to practice situational awareness, being aware of something that's about to happen, avoiding it when we see something that could be dangerous or could cause us to be injured or have to use force or defend the people that we are with. And then we have to be de-escalatory if that situation brings itself to us and it's unavoidable. We want scared. We want to encourage people around us to videotape it, to call 911, to get security, to get the police, to get help. We want to make this a big scene to discourage this person from engaging in conduct that would cause us to have to defend ourselves or our loved ones and to use force. Because there may be criminal charges and there will be civil charges or civil suit in the use of force with their significant injury to the person that you defended yourself against. I'm not trying to say that it wasn't their fault. What I'm trying to do is to get you in that mindset that just because we now have a weapon, it doesn't mean we are the savior of humanity. Yes, if there's an active shooter taking place, if someone's about ready to be murdered, by all means, I expect you to use your skill set to save life. Just like a doctor use his or her skill set to save life, if there's a traumatic medical emergency, you and I would do the same if we can do so safely, legally, tactically, and morally. We also have to train for some of the other side effects that come along with using force in a dynamic, unplanned, sudden situation. One is shooting while moving. This handgun qualification course does not stress shooting while moving. I need you to continue to train with me before and after you get that CCW so we can practice emergency reloads, tactical reloads, shooting while moving, clearing malfunctions, all those different things that can happen during a gunfight, especially when we're under stress. We want to stress being able to draw from multiple different carry situations. If you're carrying appendix, if you're carrying inside of pants on the hip, if you're carrying outside of pants in a holster with retention, if you're carrying shoulder holster, ankle holster, off body carry, whatever way you're carrying, we want to be able to practice so it becomes instinctive, not second nature. I want it first nature. I want you to be able to focus only on your threat and everything else around and not how do I get my gun out? How do I get this silly safety off because I bought a gun with a safety on it and I didn't train to that standard? How do I do all these things? Meanwhile, the bad guy is killing innocent people, your family, or you. So you need to train. You need to keep yourself up to a high skill level so I can work that gun without looking at it. Safety man will do that for you. So we need to practice de-escalation, situational awareness, avoidance, escape, and then how to work that firearm and scan our threat area and do all those things instinctively, first nature, to save your life. If you look at my other videos, we talk about what we have to do as far as law enforcement and legality once we have used force. But these are just some of the training situations that I want you to practice with me or any qualified instructor to make sure that you are ready at a moment's notice without having to give conscious thought to getting that weapon out and ready so you can focus your brain power on 
is that a weapon? Is this a threat? Is this tactically, legally, and morally sound? And then do work, save lives, go home, call 911, keep your family, keep your friends safe. Stay safe and be ready. Safety man.